The Hag. It was just an ordinary day, and I was driving home from a meeting, only a couple of miles left to go. Then I saw her, the hag, hunched over, wrinkles all over her face and arms, and so tiny. She looked like she'd stepped right out of a Shakespearean play and into the middle of our rural road. She was kind of scary, to be honest, so I understood why the car going the other way drove right by her without stopping. Could she be out of her mind, demented, violent? All these things flashed through my mind before I stopped and rolled down my window. Are you okay? I asked. She calmly responded. Do you need help? She was holding a small packet of money. Can I see that? Willingly, she handed it over. A few small bills and a faded receipt from a grocery store. I handed it back. Obviously, there was more going on here than meets the eye, and I couldn't just leave her here, helpless and unable to communicate. I bit. Do you want to get in the car? She nodded and walked stiffly, slowly, over to the passenger side, opened the door, and sat down. Now what? I asked myself. Do you live up there? I asked, pointing up the nearest driveway. She nodded and pointed in that direction. Okay, progress. We drove past the horses and up the long dirt driveway to the house. In these parts, you never know if someone is going to shoot at you for trespassing, so I exited the car cautiously. Hello? Anybody here? Silence. I walked up to the door, knocked. No response. Sigh. This wasn't going to be as simple as I'd hoped. 911, what is your emergency? I explained the situation, the old lady, the illegible responses. The dispatcher said she'd send a police officer out, and we agreed on a nearby location. It took me all of one minute to get to the corner, and as we sat waiting for the police, I asked the woman if she wanted to listen to music. She nodded her head yes. Which kind? Classical or rock and roll? Her first legible and very enthusiastic words were, rock and roll! I started to like this woman. As the songs from my playlist rolled on, we sang along, each knowing all the words and singing with what became an uninhibited joy. It was so much fun. I looked at her and felt her essence, a sweetness and light and playfulness emanating from her. My heart burst open and I put my hand on her shoulder saying, you are so sweet, I love you. She put her hand on my shoulder and said, mimicking my voice, mm, mm, I love you too second round of legible words. Eventually, the police showed up and the officer went through a similar routine. What's your name? 
Where do you live? Are you feeling okay? Calm, as though she was making perfect sense. He handed her a pen and a piece of paper. If she couldn't speak, maybe she could write? She held the pen over the paper for a few seconds, handed it back with a shrug. Nice idea, but no go. Neighbors gathered round, questioning each other. What's going on? I explained, and they repeated the story to the newcomers who wandered over. Eventually, the dispatcher was heard from. A family was looking for their missing mother. Dementia-related issues. Turned out the woman was a few miles from home. It was a hot day, and this woman could barely walk. How did she get so far? I guess we'll never know. An ambulance arrived. I sat in my car next to the woman, from whom we'd finally extracted the name Susan, as I took her pulse and blood pressure. Everyone, from the officer to the paramedics, was so kind and gentle with her. They helped her out of the car and over to the gurney, readying her to lie down. Susan stopped, looked over at me, and said, clear as a bell, Thank you. I love you. Our eyes locked, understanding, deep affection between us. I love you too. The EMTs looked questioningly at me. I don't know how it happened, I shrugged. It just did. They laughed, loaded Susan onto the stretcher, and took her away. I pulled up in my own driveway and started to cry. Ball, really. Deep, drawn-out sobbing. All afternoon it rose up, crested into wails, eased back down. Why? So many reasons, I think. Her utter vulnerability, for one. My child used to be that vulnerable, not knowing how to handle himself in situations where neurotypical kids would. I remember being in a small public bathroom with him, me in the stall, him waiting by the sink, when another woman came in. Panicked by her presence, Joseph started screaming. I was stuck in the stall halfway through my business, unable to intervene. The woman seemed to naturally know what to do in this strange situation. She spoke in a very calm voice, asking Joe his name and giving him hers, engaging him in small talk. By the time I came out, all was well. Or the time when he followed a dog outside our house, down a couple of blocks and along a sidewalk beside a busy street. He was maybe three years old. I was so hysterical, I couldn't even call 911. My neighbor had to do it for me. Fortunately, the woman who discovered him outside her house had also called 911, and by the time I got there, he was safe and surrounded by police. Much has been taken from my personal life in the past year. Between the isolation of COVID and Joseph getting so independent, many of my usual jobs, duties, and pastimes have been removed, and it 
looks like they're not coming back. I'm floundering, feeling a bit lost and vulnerable. In this morning's meditation, I was brought to relationship. I seem to normally go about in relationship with the divine, but it looks kind of like a funnel. Little me at the small end and God pouring it all through the big end. This morning, I was asked to take it horizontally, to walk the world in awareness of relationship everywhere. Angels and other spiritual beings all around me, in sacred relationship to the earth, every situation, and all the physical beings here. I hear a whisper, we've got your back. I've heard that to live from a place of I don't know is the most open, spacious place in which you can be. It allows life to unfold in its highest way. I have Joseph and now Susan as living examples that utter vulnerability, complete not knowing, can lead to beautiful things. What would happen if we truly walked the world in I don't know? Well, I don't know, but I am being led to explore living my life in this mystical, magical way.